0: Okay. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is our podcast, Succeeding in Small Town America, hosted by me, Timothy Peterkin. Hopefully through this podcast, we will have an opportunity to meet entrepreneurs in small town America, where they'll give us some tips and guidance about how they have been successful navigating this terrain. So today, we are super excited to have with us Coach David. Welcome. How you doing? Awesome. You are located in Red Springs, North Carolina. Uh, We're going to have a little bit of a background chat with you about your journey and how you got there. Um, And for those listening, I just want to point out that this is a town that has a population of right now, it's right under 3,000 people. And so my instinct says that you didn't you didn't wake up many years ago as a child and decide, you know, I'd like to open up a gym in a town with less than 3000 people. So I've gotten to know you throughout the years. And one thing that I know is that you are analytical. And so, what we're hoping to kind of appreciate is like the thought process that you engaged in, and then just talking us through your journey. So, we appreciate your willingness to share with us today. Absolutely, no, no problem. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. Absolutely. So, where are you? Tell tell us where you're from.
1: Um, I'm originally from New Jersey, uh, Plainfield, New Jersey, to be exact. Um, but I, I would say I'm uh, half North Carolinian as well. I've been in North Carolina since about ninth grade. And um, from ninth grade to high school, uh, or ninth grade into high school, uh, I graduated, uh, became a collegiate athlete at UNCP, which is um, not far from where I reside in Red Springs, um, and uh, graduated from there with a biology degree, and just kind of integrated into uh, another uh, county town, um, a county town of Red Springs, and so. Uh, Got my opportunity to come to Red Springs and provide fitness and health and wellness. So that just
0: that's just a little backstory. I gave you a little bit more than what you asked. Sure. I appreciate that. So you went to UNC Pembroke, which is also in that same county, that same area. Um, Just thinking about after you graduated, you decided that you wanted to stay in that area, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. What was the thought process behind that instead of maybe going to somewhere larger?
1: Um, you know what, I really, I just started gaining traction in what I wanted to do in the community. And, um, I didn't have any deep qualms about where I was. And so, you know, this was, uh, it felt like to me better place than any.
0: Okay. So let's, let's talk specifically about your facility. Um, it's located in Red Springs. What's the size of your facility?
1: uh so the facility is a little bit over twenty thousand square feet um it has a number of different amenities inside so um yeah just really working to evolve it and uh, bring more big city feel to small town
0: mm-hmm. how long have you been at that location
1: it's been it's going on three years now about a little bit three years or more
0: okay and in fact it's interesting that if three years ago we were in a time where we weren't all running to gyms absolutely absolutely yeah I wouldn't
1: say um <laughs> my passion led me in that when it you know when you say analytical I don't think that was like my best analytical moment but it was um it was chance for me to kind of start from ground up
0: okay Talk to us about that. I actually know some people in some areas who one of their dreams is to own a facility like yours. Can you give us a little bit of a backstory? And I know that you were in Lumberton doing some similar work, but how did you stumble upon this? And just give us some insights into that, if you don't mind.
1: Yeah. So, um, luckily, um, you know, as we start, as we speak about. Um, uh, winning or winning, if you will, in small town America. Uh, I, I really think the connections that you have and the relationships that you build, you know, if you build them positively and, and make sure that your heart is on your sleeve, as far as your passion, um, people see that and they, they can't deny it. Um, and with me saying that um, I had a gentleman who attended one of my, uh, attended my gym in Lumberton and, um, and he was just very, um, he was just very interested in what I was doing, and so he shared uh, my passion f- to a group of individuals, which is a uh, Robertson Healthcare uh, Healthcare Corporation, and and they were actually you know looking for somebody to reside in this facility, and so you know I um, again use uh, the relationship uh, I um, was granted a meeting and and was just looking to knock their socks off with my um, my vision and my view of what I thought of Robertson County and how I could help the town. And so, you know, that's where I kind of, that's where I came about.
0: Okay. So relationship building and networking was a, what you were able to utilize to pair up with the right opportunity. Absolutely. Okay. And so about three years ago, you started and we acknowledged it was probably a difficult time, but also I, I've been really impressed with a lot of entrepreneurs who have taken um, what was adversity and turned it into advantage. And so did you feel that you were able to do that, recognizing that, well, this is 2023, so you you suffered probably through some shutdowns, right? Yeah.
1: So, um, yeah, I've I've experienced uh, a few setbacks, you know, of course, when um, maybe to, to not say the C word. But you know, it spikes and it falls. Really um, affected the the business and having to close it for a while and um, suffer financially. And, and because everyone was not very interested in coming to the gym, as you mentioned, so it, there was a lot of there was a lot of that. And um, you know, it, it was just um, you know, I knew the kind of cards I was being dealt at the moment. So you know, just being patient and letting those things. Um, ride out and, and still and still
0: push the goals is always the uh the mindset. Okay. So we're in a new era now. Gyms are open and we are all back and loving life. So talk to us about how you market a gym of this size in a town of that size. Any unique thoughts that you have yeah. about how you connect and market?
1: Yeah. So you know with Again, and I always feel I always feel um, green. I always feel green in a lot of different areas. To be hundred percent transparent, but I'm not. I'm not um, unwilling to take a risk. So speaking to speaking to multiple masses about health and wellness, and really uh, pushing the the need for better health and wellness uh, throughout not just Robertson County but everywhere. Um, it is my goal and is what I speak to majority. So whenever I'm marketing, sharing information, sharing free passes, um, sharing classes, things that people can take part in, uh, sharing, just opening the gym and, and having it available, um, using click words and things that I, I know that people will respond to, is just the way that I do marketing. And similar to any other business that you, know, you or I participate in, it's just the the constant um, the constant introduction and or the constant interaction that really catches eyes. So you know, I I don't think it's very um, grandiose, if you will. I think it's very, um, but I do try work hard to be very consistent.
0: Okay, there's a term that I use, and I call it community based marketing. Um, it combines things that I think people are uncomfortable talking about, but it's also honest. <laughs> Um, in a smaller community, I think that people want their businesses and their business owners to be what I call touchable, um, yeah. meaning that they want to interact with you, they want to see you at the grocery store, and this makes an impact on them because it's very relational in a town where people often know each other. How have you been able to navigate that concept? Um,
1: so what I've been doing more of is like, so at, at, I'm currently at my front desk, um, usually, um, individuals who are running business are in their office. So I, I really make it a, um, a point to be out in the front of my business and show my face and, and show my, uh, my attitude so people can receive me and understand what I'm about. But not only that, you know, uh, doing, uh, putting out posts to also give the same um, specificity and, and outreaching. Um, you know, I've met with the, the, the town's mayor. I've met with um, uh, sp- specific religious leaders um, going from business to business, uh, using local businesses intentionally um, because I would love for everybody to do the same whenever they think about health and wellness and they want to come here. So, you know, those are just small things that I do.
0: And you've also done some community outreach activities, which is also a way in which people can learn of your business in a a positive light. Absolutely,
1: absolutely.
0: So I was thinking one of the concerns that people have, they think about, well, I would love to do this. I would love to do what he's doing. But one of my hesitations would be staffing. We need, so in a lot of businesses, you can be a one-man show, but you run a 20,000 yeah. square foot facility. You, by definition, cannot be a one-man show. So how do you navigate this desire to right. get quality team members?
1: Yeah, so, um, you know, and, and, and me and you spoke, uh, Tim, uh, some time ago about staffing and, and my woes with staffing. And so um, the the best way I would say to navigate that is you're going to encounter a little bit of ignorance debt if you will right and understanding what you need and what you don't need so and i'll I'll tell you a a true story i had almost eight staff members on my payroll at one point which was it made me feel comfortable until it didn't and i had to let a, a good majority of those people so now um i kind of reverse engineered everything and i have um, three staff members. Uh, three staff members. But I've also implemented things such as cameras. I've also implemented thing implemented things as a twenty four hour scanning system. I've always uh, also implemented just small pieces that allows me to be more me personally to be more hands free and allow my staff to be multifunctional and uh, gives us flexibility. So it's, it's, those are small ways to do it.
0: Well, I, I think you're downplaying something pretty smart. <laughs> I, I think you're acknowledging that if there are staffing challenges, that you are able to leverage technology. Um, and so maybe it was difficult to find someone to sit at the front desk at 3 a.m. Um, so therefore, you implemented a, a way to allow 24-hour access without having to have a human being sitting at the desk at 3 a.m. because that's simply a challenge and I think that's a good lesson for people who are asking questions about well how do I do such a thing it simply requires creativity you recognize Mm -hmm. that there was a problem and in fact you picked what some people would have thought was the opposite solution you had a staffing problem and you resolved it by figuring out how to go 24 7 right that's pretty it's pretty smart. And so Absolutely. it's one of the things that we talk about in our podcast is we're not sugarcoating life in small town America. we are we are actually bringing people on to give candid thoughts about, yes, there is a problem finding quality staff members in a small community you have a lesser of a pool to pull from but Mm -hmm. you were able to take what actually would have been a big problem and the irony is instead of cutting your hours you actually now are open 24 hours a day and so I think yeah (laughs) so I don't want you to downplay oh I just made a small change no it's (laughs) that was actually very smart um and it's and it's being honest about what we have to do in our community, which is, it's it's difficult, your pool of people who want to come in, um, are, it's just smaller, you yes. live about 45 miles from an area that has 200,000 people, and so yes. they have easier, if you had a gym in that Fayetteville area, the recruitment would have been easier. And so you you're not there, you're here and you figured it out. And I think that's something that I want our listeners to appreciate. Yes, we do have problems. and But at the same time, they're just different. They're, they're just different. If you open up a gym in Atlanta, you would have a different type of problem. Yes. Right. This indeed, just happens indeed. to be a problem that you faced and you actually figured out how to resolve it um, in a way that it gave your gym members more access. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. You, you said it way better than I did. <laughs> <laughs> so one last question I was going to ask is I know that you actually moved your family to Red Springs and mm-hmm. I want to people We're we're obviously here to talk about business, but we need work life balance. So what has it been like for your family acclimating to being in a town like you're in right now? You know what it's
1: um, luckily. Um, so my children are small and they really don't have a definition, a definition of what big or small town is. And, and me and my wife are pretty adaptable in our needs. Um, and I don't, don't want to say we're homebodies, but we enjoy small town, small town living. So, you know, the the adaptation has been, I think, fairly smooth. Um, I make sure the conversation is more positive whenever individuals speak about small town America, uh, as if you you need all these different tangible things to make the experience greater. and I, I personally don't feel that way. Or I feel, if I if I do feel that way, I feel like I should be getting with the local community leaders to create something uh, of value that everybody can experience. So um, I, I just think the transition was good.
0: Well, and that's, I think that's important. What you're saying is you're acknowledging that in certain points in life, there are certain things that are of value. You actually have young triplets. And so my gut tells me, if you lived in Los Angeles or whatever, right, right you would right. not have time to go out and explore, explore the way someone else in a different position will be able to explore. And so to that extent, perhaps you enjoy being at home with your children or your family. And so right. that slower pace of life works really well for you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, and I
0: think, yeah, that's another honest thing though, to say there are times in life that maybe that's not what people are interested in. But right. then there are times and circumstances in which being at home with your children is the most is the biggest priority to you. And so sure. I think again, one of our goals here, we're being honest. We're yeah. we're not recruiting for the small town. What we're doing is we're letting people know that there are options available and mm-hmm. and that's great. So I think that's a excellent point. Um that right now this fits for you really well.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. And, and, and also, it's, you know, uh, if you are if you are a believer in just how life works and the world works, you know that everything is seasonal and that you, you also know that you can extract yourself at any point in time that you feel necessary. So, you know, not having the um, um, not expecting so much out of a place to where you feel like it's stagnant is you should def- definitely have that uh, that openness to where you are. Um, And I don't think small towns, I think small towns get downgraded or degraded, if you will, because some people don't
0: appreciate for what it is or what it actually is. Right. And so we appreciate you taking the time with us today. Um, I want to wrap up by giving you a chance to share two of your favorite health tips.
1: No, <laughs> two of my favorite health tips. Wow, uh, wow, that's a good one. I, I, I guess two of my favorite health health tips would be to choose a choose a small practice, whether it be walking every day or playing basketball, and try to find at least three times a week where you can have that consistency. And 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 do that without fail, it, and make it a part of your lifestyle, not just your habit, but your lifestyle. Uh, the other practice is, um, if you don't mind me being frank on here, stop eating like an a hole, right? Most okay. of us are eating like a, most most of us are eating like a holes, and we need to choose. We need to stop seeing ourselves in the mirror as the person that we are right now, and think about the person that we choose to be in the future. What that looks like? Do you would you rather? come through in a wheelchair or would you rather walk out the door right so make sure your eating reflects that person that you see in the future and that's just a daily habit that you can do and ask that question is this burger important or is this grilled chicken salad more important and it's a, and it's an easy answer when you think about a healthy lifestyle
0: all right well let me that's going to require one more follow-up question then sure, um, sure. i think i can imagine people <laughs> asking this question obviously you care about your health yeah in three years of living in Red Springs in a small community, how have you found your eating options, and how do you make sure that you're eating healthy when there may be less options yeah
1: so um i so my eating options are very limited in where I am currently right now um but i've me and my wife have explored various ranges of uh, techniques in eating. So for instance, obviously the, uh, the go-to would be gr- grilling food. Um, we also um, um, barbecue food outside and uh, we have a cooker outside. Uh, definitely in-home cooking, experimenting with um, local uh, produce um, and also taking like local cuisine ideas, you know, around here in Robinson County, they might make like fried bread or um, collard sandwiches and whatnot. So we might not do the, um, the fried aspects of them, but we just try to, to air fry them, use less of the, uh, the oils, essentially what, so just, just taking from the, the area and, and cooking it differently in a healthy fashion to potentially mm-hmm. share with the community at some other point in
0: time. Yeah, I think that's great as well. And then you know, there's a farmers market. There's stuff that That'd you can sure. access. So there, there's lots of farmland in Robinson, which by definition yes. leads to there being access to fresh vegetables. So one interesting things about that, I think people probably wouldn't know, is like there's less of a food desert in where you are, because there's so much farmland, and right. so there is access to fresh fruits and vegetables. To your point, it's how you eat them and prepare them. Now, yes. there <laughs> there is no shortage. But there is no shortage of like fresh fruits and vegetables right. for people in the community to enjoy they just have to make a choice to enjoy them but i know like i have friends in like dc who live in actual food deserts and it's actually difficult to get to a store that has fresh fruits and vegetables so interestingly in a rural community you'll have more of that um because there's so much farmland absolutely Absolutely. All right. I appreciate that. So lastly, um tell our listeners where we can find you. Where do we find you on your website, social media, all that?
1: Yeah. So you can find me at uh www.redspringsfitnessgym.com uh, on um, social medias. You can find me at Red Springs Fitness and uh, or you can just look me up, David McClish on uh, all social medias or Coach McClish on all coach medias.
0: Okay. Excellent. Well, we thank you for your time. We appreciate that. And best of luck to you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you. All right. Take care. All right. You too.